Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. And I'm sure I comment on a pretty regular basis about how grateful I am to be a part of a group of men who uh, hold me and hold each other accountable. And one of the reasons accountability is so important to me is that when I was a young child growing up, my father would often say to me, do as I say, not as I do. And that, as a child, it didn't make any sense to me back then. And uh, and it still doesn't make any sense to me today, right? And so I believe those experiences, those encounters with my dad when I was a, a, a young child um, were the seeds that would be implanted for me and in me about this idea of being a, a living epistle. And so my position is today, instead of saying, do as I say, not as I do, why don't we take the position of what I say is what I do, right? Because again, we have to be people of integrity and our actions should back up what we say. So again, instead of saying, uh, do as I say, not as I do, which I totally 100% wholeheartedly disagree with, say instead, what I say is what I do. And you know how we roll at Living Epistle Podcast. So what is the definition of accountability? Let's, let's start there. And according to the online uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, accountability is, quote, the quality or state of being accountable. It's an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions, end quote. And it's that latter definition that I, I definitely want to hone in on, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions is where I really want to hone in, right? And so this ties so beautifully in with the biblical definition of accountability that can be found in Romans chapter 12, uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 12. And it reads, so then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let me repeat that. Romans 14 and 12. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. In a nutshell, accountability is seen as an understanding and an upholding of the responsibilities you have been given or have volunteered to take in order that whatever job or task you have is completed to the best of your ability. So in essence, whether you've been assigned to it, whether you volunteered for it, the long and the short of it is your commitment accountability is doing everything that you can to the best of your ability to ensure that that job or that task is completed. And so for a child, right, for people, for, for our kids who are in school, for a child or our grandkids, for a child, it's uh, being accountable could be uh, making sure that our homework or that their homework is completed the night before school the next day, right? 
or it could be picking out their clothes or cleaning their room or whatever it is. For a college student, accountability may take on the shape of making sure to wake up and, and get off the class the next day, right? Again, because when they're in college, we're not there with the alarm clock saying, hey, time to get up. Now it's their responsibility. They have to be accountable for their own classes and their schedules. And how about for us as adults? For us as an adult, it could be making sure um, to work each day at the job that we were hired to do or that we are uh, uh, um, employed to do and 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 do it and own up to our mistakes, do it to the best of our ability to make sure we're doing everything we can to meet deadlines and timelines, right? But it's 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 taking responsibility or accountability for whatever the task or the job is that we've been hired to do or business that we own or clients that we have. It's making sure that again that we're doing everything within our power to do to put forth that product or the end result that we have been assigned or employed or um or um, uh, contracted to do. And so in view of Romans 14 and 12, uh, in view of what Romans 14 and 12 states for Christians, it's understood that when we die, we then arrive at the throne of God and we must give an account of what we did with this life that he gave us. And if we did what was asked of God while also accepting what Jesus did on the cross for us, the hope is and the promise is, is that our names will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, right? Revelations 3 and 5. And we will hear the blessed recognition from God of, quote, well done, thy good and faithful servant, end quote, Matthew 25 and 23. And so what does the Bible say about accountability, right? Because that's ultimately what we want to know as believers. What does the Bible have to say about accountability? And so when discussing the nature of accountability, the Bible doesn't hold back in telling us that everything and the Bible and says everything. So we have to believe that everything that we do, all of our actions, everything is watched and noticed by the Lord. But before this causes you to become increasingly anxious or nervous, right? It simply means that nothing can be hidden from God. Nothing, nothing can be hidden from God. Not only our actions, but including what's in our hearts, what's our, in our feelings or our emotions and our thoughts, right? And so when we accept Jesus' sacrifice, we do so with the knowledge that our actions and our words before we were saved are forgiven by God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the belief is that after this recognition of salvation, we will go forward in our lives with a changed heart and the sense that what we do now is for the glory of the Lord more than for the glory of ourselves. And I just want to pause right there for a moment, right? So it means now that when we understand that we've accepted Jesus in our lives, that now everything that we do is not for our glory, but it is for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's not to say, come on, family, that's not to say that we won't utter a curse word, catch us sometimes on the right, wrong day, right? That's not to say that we won't do things out of pride or we won't do things out of anger or we won't judge somebody unjustly, right? That's not to say we won't do that. Here's the difference, though. And it's not to say that we won't fall or make mistakes. Absolutely not. We are in these earthen vessels. We're fleshly beings. So it's prone to sin. But here's the difference. The difference 
difference is, though, that while before we may have done those things, we may have said those things, we may have behaved those ways, and it didn't bother us. Now what happens is we're bothered by these words. We're bothered by these actions. And the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us is pricking us and, and, and convicting us to do something different, to behave a different way. So as Romans 14 and 12 explains that, we are to expect when we pass right from this earth and appear before the throne of God, which is illustrated more through um, other verses in the Bible as well. But we will. And and you family, you've heard me talk about this one. James 4, uh, James 4 and 17 affirms that if we know what is right to do, especially in the eyes of God, then we ought to do it. And if we don't do it as sin, and you all have heard me say that, that James 14, 7 was a transformational um, Bible verse for me because I never thought to know, to do right, knowing, meaning having the ability, being aware of a situation and having the ability and the capacity and the capability to do something about it, to make a difference, to make a change and not doing it, it is sin, right? And so that means if God tells us to forgive someone and you say no, you're not only rejecting the privilege of being seen as an authentic Christian to a hurting, misguided person, but you have also rejected God and what God represents in your life. And I don't care how you slice this one, my brothers and my sisters, rejecting God in any form or fashion is sin. And so um, Jesus talked to us about accountability in Matthew 12 and 36 when he stated that every idle or careless word we speak will be discussed by God with each of us on the day of judgment, right? So Jesus stated this to convey that it is important to be accountable with our tongues and our words, which can make or break others and ourselves, right? So again, it's so important, right? The Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we have to be careful what we speak over people, how we treat people, how we talk to people, right? Again, it is important to know, again, that every word that we speak, every word, every action, every deed, the Lord is watching and the Lord is, is going to, we will have to give an account for it. And so again, accountability in first Samuel um, 16 and seven, the Lord spoke to the prophet Samuel to tell him that while man looks at what a person does on the outside, the Lord is always concentrating on the heart. And so this explains that the heart reveals that the true intentions of people and whether they understand the gravity of being accountable to what is asked of them or if they're immature and not responsible to be accountable for what the Lord is asking them to do again. These verses are, are, are just um, reference. These verses I just referenced demonstrate that when it comes to accountability, God's word holds it in the highest esteem. And as a matter of fact, let me just go and say this verse. God says that his word he esteems even above his name. So come on, family, if God is giving us his word and he holds that even higher than his name and he says his word will never return void. When God gives us his word, then it's incumbent upon us to be accountable. Right. As believers in Christ, we must be you and I are examples to others. First of all, we're examples to others within the body of Christ. But certainly we're example to those who may not know God. They're looking at us. And so we're accountable um, to hold up God's word as believers in the body of Christ. So why is this accountability thing so important? 
Why is it so important? In the eyes of God, when you become a Christian, accountability um, to this title of being a Christian, being Christ-like, is not meant to be a trophy that you place on your uh, victory wall, or it's not just something that we do on Sunday mornings and we get dressed up in our Sunday best and we get our shout on. No, that's not what it's all about. What being a Christian and being accountable is meant to be, or what it's all about is in our role as we strive on a daily basis, each and every day, Monday through through Saturday, certainly on Sundays, but certainly I'm talking about when we're not on that day of uh, Sunday when we're going to church, but all those other days of the week and every other activity is that we are to uphold and, con and to convey to those around us through our thoughts, through our actions, and through our words, and through our deeds, who we are and who Christ is to us. And so we must understand the impact of our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our deeds can have on others. And we know the importance of staying true to the responsibility of being the godly people God is desiring us to be. And so, for example, we um, probably all know people who are true um, to their word and agreeing to help others and or are, are the first ones to text you uh, when you know you're going through a trial or there's someone likely to be people who are doing things behind the scenes and they're not trying to get any of the accolades, but God is being seen in them. And again, they're not out in front trying to do it. They're just doing, being people of their word. They're being accountable to what they said they would do, right? But we also know the other side of that coin, the flip side of the coin is people who profess to be Christians, got the gospel music blaring, blessed and highly favored and all of that and say they're in love with Christ, but their behavior towards others, their enjoyment of life, their proneness to despair and negativity may reflect otherwise. So it's important. And my brothers, we talk about this one all the time, right? Proverbs 27 and 17 tells us why accountability is so important. This particular verse is quoted almost weekly several times a week amongst these men who to whom I'm accountable and to whom are accountable to me. And it's Proverbs 27, 17, and it reads, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. And what are we, what, what is this verse saying? It's saying that when we hold ourselves accountable, guess what? We're challenging those to whom we are connected to do the same. But not only that, my brothers and my sisters, when we are holding ourselves accountable and we're challenging those who are connected to us to be accountable. What it also does, though, is it gives us the right to speak into their lives. And uh, the flip side of that is true. And it gives them the right to speak in our lives. Why? Because we're all marching towards the same objective. And that objective is for Christ to be glorified in our words and in our thoughts and in our actions and in our deeds. Right. And so when we see Brothers and sisters who we know are sold out for God for real, who love Jesus Christ with everything that's within them. Then what it does is it provokes us and it challenges us to go after God with everything that's within us because we have brothers and sisters who are alongside of us and who are with us and we can be transparent and we can be naked and not ashamed and we can say, I'm with you, my brother. I'm with you, my sister. And we can pick each other up when we fall down. We can encourage each other when we're moving forward, right? And here's the other thing about accountability. We talked about it first within the body, within the body of Christ. But here's the other thing about accountability. Accountability 
accountability, especially in this day and age, is a thought of times at times it's something that may be preferred, but not necessary among the people. Right. One of the things is, man, you know what? I'm going to just mind my own business. I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to keep my head down. But that's not of God. Right. We are to be our brothers and our sisters keepers. So when we look through the pages of the Bible, we see that accountability is important because it recognizes the sacrifice of Christ and it conveys the sense of what it means to be a Christian. As believers, we are responsible to God for what we are called to do as his children, to be that light and salt to a dark and a dying and a hurting world who need uh, who needs God, who needs who need God's love. They need God's grace. They need God's guidance. They need God's protection. They need God's encouragement. And why would we withhold that from them when we have it right? When we don't take those responsibilities seriously, we are rejecting the very love that saved us from ourselves. And then what we're saying is to others is we're encouraging them to do the same when we're not sharing, when we're living our lives any kind of way, right? And here's the final thing about being accountable, my brothers and my sisters. Being accountable sometimes means that we won't win accolades and praise from our family and our friends while we're here on earth. But I'm okay with that because Paul says, I would that you be my, and I'm paraphrasing, but I would that you would be angry with me, but that your soul would live in eternity. That's got to be our posture. That has to be our frame of reference so that we can make sure that we're holding each other accountable according to God's word, according to the standards of that we see in, in, in his holy word. And so being accountable again means sometimes people will be angry with us. We won't be praised or accolades from our family or friends while we're here on earth. But here's the thing. But it will make our heavenly father smile. And so when that time comes, when it is time for us to go before the throne and as is spoken in Romans 14 and 12, where we will all have to give an account for every word. Right. But we'll go before our father. And when we've held each other accountable, when we remain true to the word of God and when we challenge our brothers and our sisters to be accountable and true to the word of God and to the, the to the body of Christ and to the blood of the lamb. Right. What will happen is when we go before the father and the father will smile and the father will utter the word to us. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. My brothers and my sisters, let's make sure that we're doing our part to hold each other other accountable, to get in each other's business, to make sure that we are asking questions, hard questions, tough questions. Why? Because we love our brothers and our sisters and we want them to come alongside of us so that when we all stand before the Father, we can give an account of every word, every deed, every thought, and that the Lord would again say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Remember, family, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.